we're glad to be here this morning, uh, and we uh, are glad to be able to have some of high school graduates with us. We have about six of them this morning, and we also have two college graduates as well uh, this morning. But uh, before they get to that point to finish high school, uh, if you were to ask any of those uh, high school students, they will tell you they were faithful. And another word, you can use another word that says maybe they, they were committed to do the work, to get up in the morning and go to school and do what is required of them to get to that point, to be able to graduate. Uh, so they were faithful to their work and that paid off uh, uh, to it. And they can also tell you too, uh, they couldn't have done it alone. Their parents or uh, someone else in their life have to encourage them sometimes when they're down, when they don't feel like going to school. Uh, because I know when I was growing up, some days I didn't feel like doing the work, uh, what is required of me to go to school and to do all that. So someone had to encourage me to keep on, to keep at it until I get it done. And when you transform that into our lives as Christians, we are required to be faithful to God. And it doesn't always easy. Sometimes it gets hard. And that's when all of us as brothers and sisters, we come together to encourage and support each other when things get tough, when we get discouraged, so we can get to the finish line. Because we know our home is not here and this earth. Our goal is to get in heaven with God. And we're not there yet. We have that hope. We're looking forward for that day. Okay, so while we're in this earth, we will be discouraged sometime. We'll have maybe persecution or some things that kind of dragged on us. So we need each other to encourage each other to get to that point. And First Peter 4, 1 to 6, thank you, Bill, for reading that this morning. Peter there, he's talking to the Christians there. And if you were to go forward in front in 1 Peter 3, uh, 13 to 17, uh, Peter is telling the Christians to remain faithful. And why was he telling them that? It's because they, they were under persecution. Uh, people were uh, not uh, treating them well because they were Christian, because they were following God. So uh, P Peter there is trying to encourage them to stay uh, faithful, to continue uh, to do the, the work. And then between verse 13 and 17, it says, Remain faithful in persecution, uh, even if uh, you suffer for doing the right thing. Even if you're uh, doing the right thing and people hate you, they don't like you because you trying to do the right thing, keep on doing it. I remember when I was in Texas, I was working somewhere, and then because the other employees were not always uh, faithful in doing their work, one day one came to me and said, man, you, you make us look bad. You're always doing things, and you need to sit down and rest sometime. And I was I can't do that. They're paying me to, to work. I can't just go sit somewhere. So to them, I was making them look bad. They did not like that. Sometimes when we live in this world, we're trying to follow Christ, we can make someone uncomfortable because maybe we're making them look bad because of their behavior. And so that can 
cause them to don't treat you well or maybe to persecute you. But do not let your God down. Keep uh, being, remain faithful and continue. Because all of us have to make a choice to follow God. Because there is two choices, whether we follow God or we follow the devil. Uh, so at some point, if you haven't made that decision, you will have to choose when you get to that fork on the road which direction you're going to go. And, uh, and I hope, my hope for all of you all, if you haven't done that, is to make the decision to follow God when you get to that fork because there's only two places that you can go. So Peter there, he continued to give the Christians there some a reason why they need to be faithful uh, to God. Uh, and verse 1, he talk about because Christ suffered for us, because Christ died for us, we are to be faithful to him. It's not easy for someone to even die for a righteous person, but Christ died for us while we were sinners. He did not wait for us to get better or to... Uh, to make ourselves better, but he died while we were not following him. And in Romans chapter 5, 6 to 9, it talks about that. You carefully see someone will die for a righteous person. So it's even going to be worse if someone is not righteous that someone's going to die for that person. But that is exactly what Christ did for you and I. He died for us while we were sinners. And because of that, we are to be faithful uh, to him. We are to feel indebted to him for what he did for us. John 3.16, you know all that. Uh, Christ, uh, God gave his son on the cross for us because he so loved us, he sent him uh, to this world to die for us. In 1 John 4.19, it talks about we love because he first loved us. We are able to love God today because he did the first step. He loved us first. And then we are to reciprocate that same to him because he loved us first. And the second reason we are to be faithful to God is because we have spent enough time in sin. Uh, we are not to remain in sin or to continue to sin. We already spent enough time in sin. Now the remaining of the time we have here on earth do the best we can to stay out of sin uh, because sin is not going to do anything good to us. Uh, so the time that are in the past, those are enough that we do on the sin. But now we are Christian, we're following Christ, we stay on the right track. Uh, and Romans 8 verse 12, it, it talks about we are debtors to, to God to Christ because of what he did for us. Because of that, we will follow, follow him. In Romans 6, 16 to 23, Romans 6, 16 to 23, it says, we have, we've been set free from our sin, and, and now we are slaves of righteousness. Because of what Christ did for us, we're free from sin, and we are slaves to righteousness. We are indebted to him because of what he did for us. In another word, we need to be grateful for what he did for us. And because we are grateful, we're going to give our life to him and let him transform us, let him uh, work in us and, and follow him. Uh, when I look back in my life, because of 
what so many people have done uh, for me so I can be here today. In fact, I have my godmother who came here this past Sunday. When I first came to the U.S., I lived with her for uh, a year, and then she still helped me after that. Uh, so I consider her a lot. I will call her often at some point. She even said, you talk to me more than some of my own kids. Uh, but I feel indebted to, to her because of what she did to help me to work, to give me that chance to be able to be where I am today. But what she did was good. It, it, it was uh, important and, uh, to me, uh, and it was important to her, but it cannot compare to what Christ has done for me. Christ has done a lot more for me. So if I feel indebted to her for what she did, then I feel so much indebted to Christ for what he did for me. What about you? Don't you feel indebted to him for how much he loves you, how, how he helped you, how he treated you so well that we do not even deserve? And because of that, we're going to continue. We'll stay out of sin, and we will continue to follow him. And number three, uh, because of our influence of others. Believe it or not, whether you want it or not, you are influencing somebody. You may be influencing them to do wrong, but whether you want it or not, you are influencing them to do something. And I will hope that you influence people that come in contact in your life to do good so they can see Christ in you. And I'll hope that's what all of us are wanting to do. Matthew 5, 14 to 16, it says, we are light for this world. And if we are the light for this world, we are to uh, put in a hill where other people can see. Where they, when they see us, they see Christ and us because of where we're living. And I'll be honest, I don't, I'll always be the light because sometimes I don't do what uh, that I should be doing. Uh, I remember one time I made it a point to if I meet someone, try to mention Christ and talking to them about it. And a few weeks ago, I met uh, another Haitian brother. Uh, he's from Haiti. And then I get so wrapped up that I, meet, I met another Haitian when we start talking about so many different things. And then we, he get to where he was going. He get out of the car. And then and I was like, oh, I forget to talk to him about God, invite him to church. And I tried calling him, but he was too far. He uh, didn't hear me. Uh, and at that time, I felt so down. I should have talked to him about Christ and things. But I, I know I'm not alone in this. Sometimes you get so wrapped up into so many things. And sometimes we maybe neglect to be the light that we should be to someone, to talk to them about Christ and to invite them to come to church and things like that. Uh, but we need to keep on working on it and keep on trying uh, so we can be the influence that we need to be to other people. And number four, because there is a judgment. There is a judgment coming. And First Peter 4, 5, it says, we will give an account to Christ. When he comes, everybody will give an account to him. Whether you are Christian or a non-Christian, you will give an account to him when Christ comes. Hebrews 9, 27 
uh, it talks about that uh, after death come the judgment. All of us at some point will die, but that's not the end. We will raise up from our death and meet with Christ whenever he comes uh, to judge this world. And that's where sometimes a lot of people uh, take it wrong. They, they think that living in this world, it's all there is. There's nothing after death. And because of that, they will look for fulfillment in this world, thanks to satisfy their physical desire in this world, and they're not looking for things after this world. But we know better as Christians. We know after death, that's not the end. There's come judgment and there come eternal life or eternal punishment, just like Matthew uh, 25, 46 talk about. Uh, there will be eternal life and eternal punishment. Uh, and 2 Corinthians 5, 10, it says, everyone will appear before the judgment seat of Christ. No one will escape that. Everyone will appear before Christ for judgment. And so, since we know that, I encourage all of you this morning to remain faithful to Christ. And if we remain faithful to him, we can be like the high school graduates who did remain faithful to the end until they graduate high school. If we remain faithful, we will get to judgment before Christ, and we will reach heaven with him because he went to prepare a place for you and I and I'm looking forward for that day when I can be with him in heaven and I know you are too but while we in this world let's continue to be faithful and continue to serve him so Peter's there he provide those reasons in first Peter a four one to six and to serve God reason to serve God reason to remain faithful to him and to serve God is to gain life and peace. When we serve God, we gain life, eternal life, and we get peace. But if we don't serve God, then it's going to be an expense to our soul. And we don't want to lose our soul when Christ comes. And the choice is yours. Christ and God is not going to force you to make something that you don't want to do. He gave all of us free will, and you have to make that decision. I have to make that decision for myself to remain faithful to him and to follow him. Will you make that decision today if you haven't given him your life?